0: Everyone. Welcome back to The Fin Factor. I'm Paul. I'm Aaron. This is episode number 166, which of course, Aaron, means 500 more episodes and we get the highly anticipated Hail Satan episode. Now, um, the Sharks um, had a uh, interesting week. Uh, they, they did the things that we like. They did the things that we don't like. Um, <laughs> but before we get to some of that stuff, um, we had an episode uh just just the last episode here 165 where we had the opportunity to speak with the amazing awesome talented ageless randy Hahn. um he did his 2000th call and we'll be talking about the game in just a second here but he had his 2,000th call now it was a little bit of a misunderstanding it was actually 2000 specifically sharks nhl games so he's actually done probably i think he said somewhere in the ballpark of 2300 2400 something like that um But which is absolutely amazing. Um, So it was really awesome being able to get a chance to talk with him. I highly suggest uh, that if you guys are a fan of Randy Hahn and you're a fan of the show, obviously, because you're watching us here, uh, go check that one out after the live stream is done. Um, He's he's a great guy to talk to. He's got some fun stories and it's just it was just a lot of fun. Aaron, real quick, um, talk to us a little bit about uh, your, uh, I guess, experience uh, on that episode, because it was a lot of fun. So uh, just just let the people know what you thought about that.
1: Sure. Uh, it was awesome to have him back on the show. Um, he uh, It was his 2000th regular season Sharks game. So he's done... That doesn't even include all the playoff games that he's been doing over the years. Doesn't include the other um, NHL games because he's done some affiliate games and some other stuff. So 2000 regular season calls. Uh, it's amazing. He um, He's really fun to talk to. I mean, I don't know if, if none of you have ever met him in person. He is... Exactly what you would think he is like. He's very nice, very generous, uh, loves talking hockey, loves chatting it up with everybody. So, um, I mean, we probably spent a whole nother hour afterwards hanging out and chatting. So it um that unfortunately was not on the air, and we got to talk about some other stuff, which is cool. Um, he's a big soccer fan, so we were talking about the World Cup, which just wrapped up so. Um some other stuff he's just it's fantastic the interview I thought went really well and I thought um he it was freezing cold so I think it, towards the end I was starting to shiver but uh <laughs> it was um it was a great night and um very fortunate to have him on our show and you should definitely check it out if you haven't already
0: I can absolutely attest to it being uh, pretty cold there if you guys noticed I had actually forgot My Fin Factor polo that I I usually wear, I swear I put it in the car, but it found its way out somehow. Yeah, I know, great. Um, so I was wearing, fortunately, I was just happened to be wearing my teal Fin Factor uh t shirt, um and I had my nice big uh jacket, so I was wearing that right next to the door there. Aaron, uh, we had you closer to the doorway. I don't know why we did that. I was the one with the jacket, you were not, so um, I uh, apologize. Uh, we're getting you nice and chilly on that one there, but, uh, just real quick, uh, Peter St. John says he really enjoyed that interview and it's neat hearing Randy talk. Yeah, it it absolutely is. We're, we're so used to hearing him, uh, just on the, on the, you know, the, the TV and doing the call and every once in a while, a little bit of intermission or a little bit for pregame or post game or interviewing. but we never like kind of get to sit down and just chat, right? He's always talking at you, not so much with you. So this is really a fun experience. We've done it before, obviously, in episode number 14 uh, and to have him come back, you know, 150 something episodes later, uh, just really cool. And I, and he made the joke that uh, he did his 2000 call and that we, we want to get him back on the show. He says, when you guys do your 2000th episode, I'll be back. <laughs> and I was hoping to get him back on. but I think he was just joking, but I hope we get him back on before 2000 episodes. So uh, we'll see. Hey, guys, um, right now, I appreciate you guys in the chat and everything doing great there appreciate that uh if you're uh, liking the stream so far make sure you do hit that like button if you're uh not subscribed please go ahead and do that hit notification bell you'll know when we're going live then when we can have these conversations and stuff tons and tons of fun love doing this with you guys oh taylor hitting us with the super chat i didn't even get to talk about super chat yet wake me up when it's draft day okay taylor we'll get there too i'm sure hey man appreciate your uh, your support of the show um <laughs> yeah aaron draft day uh are, are we looking forward to the draft already i know we're only uh wait, we're we're
1: Less than halfway through the season, like he's, yeah, of course, really good. Go ahead, tell him about it, dude. (laughs) Uh, The draft is going to be a strong draft for the top five guys. So most likely, these top five will be NHL ready players. So usually, there is maybe one or two in a draft, and this year has about five of them. So um, excited for the Sharks. I mean, we talked about this with Randy. Like um, the Sharks' new staff, they have a dedicated person for the first two rounds of the draft. And then they have a whole other crew for rounds three through, was it seven? So um, the Sharks are really, really changing their, I don't know, philosophy in the draft. And, and I'm, I'm very interested to see what's going to happen. Think about it. They have a person dedicated to the first two rounds, and they only have two picks right now in the first two rounds. You think they're going to go and get some more picks so that guy has some work to do? I think so. <laughs> I think that was a little telling.
0: You know, um, I, maybe maybe it's telling for a guy like you, Aaron. You're just on top of the things right there. So I uh, appreciate that. Hey, Taylor says, uh, love y'all. He was the guy that gave us the $5 super chat. Hey, love you right back, buddy. Thanks again for supporting the show. If you want to be as good as, uh, as Taylor here and support the show, you can do the exact same thing that he just did, which was uh, use the super chat function. So again, Taylor, thank you so much for that. If... You don't want to do a uh, super chat and you'd rather go through Venmo. We are at the Fin Factory. You can do the exact same thing. Put a comment in there. We'll go ahead and read it out uh, live on the air. Or if it's uh, in the uh, between shows, we can always just throw it into the next show and uh, and get your comment in there. So there you go. Uh, by the way, uh, the, the best thing for you guys to do, I know the like button and all stuff's all great. Uh, the best thing you guys can do for us uh, is, is share. If you can retweet, share, get us back out there to all your Sharks friends and family would absolutely appreciate that, and it does help the show uh, quite a bit. So I've got some other comments here. Rhymer is going to net SJ a second
1: probably. Uh, What do you think? Do you think he gets us a second? Without anything in return? I don't know. It depends. Hard to say. It depends on how Mm. desperate a team is, Mm -hmm. how many teams that are in a playoff position – who maybe have a goalie tender that either gets hurt or is playing poorly, but the rest of the team is doing well. Like it's just a number of factors for goalies. Goalies are tough um, because of the demand. Like there needs to be a strong demand to get basically competition because there's going to be more teams that need to kind of bid on him, if you will. So yeah, it's possible. I think you can get a second round. I think that'd be fantastic return for, for Reimer, especially since he's a rental players because his contract is up.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I feel like uh, we'll get a pretty decent haul for him. You know, unfortunately, uh, and we'll, you know, we'll just jump right into this game. The Sharks against Arizona, 3-2 win. This was Reimer's first home win of the season. Now, you're talking about a guy that's probably going to get you a second round pick, right? And it's his first home win of the season. It's kind of bonkers to think of it that way. But, I mean, he really has been just that good in front of the Sharks. And the Sharks just really haven't uh, played well in front of him. And, and, and a lot of that has to do with some of the depth, right? Um, but... Uh, you know, again, this is this is one of those players that is kind of outperforming the rest of the team. I think he's just that good of a goaltender, but he's just unfortunately playing for us this season. So, um, again, 3-2 win. First one of Reimer, uh, for Reimer this season. Um, Aaron, we do have a clip uh, from Quinn talking about the Sharks' play, but again, just wanted to call it again. This was Randy Hahn's 2000th. So when you go back and check out this interview, this is the game that they played for that 2000th game. And Randy had said, gosh, it was nice for them to get a win <laughs> on this game specifically for me, you know? So I wonder if that kind of played in their minds at all. Uh, but Aaron, um, actually, you know what? We don't have a clip, but we, there was something that coach Quinn was talking about. Uh, we, let me set this up real quick. We were having some uh, issues getting uh, clips and whatnot for this show because super producer Jason is actually doing this from LA uh, again, the man's a wizard. Uh, I know it's all online anyway, but he's, he's, <laughs> he's a phenomenal guy at what he does and he's uh He's getting it done, even if he's not uh, at home. So with very poor, uh, oh, whoa, whoa. Thank you. With very poor uh, internet service and whatnot, he's getting it done. Now, why am I small? I'm pumping your tires here, SPJ. Okay, Aaron, so what would the clip have said? Uh, It was Coach Quinn talking about their
1: play. This was after the Arizona win. So, of course, they're excited and happy. They're always happy after a win, even when the season's going poorly. So, He was excited because both this this Arizona game and the game before that was against Anaheim, they were finally kind of putting stuff together and um, playing well and doing the things that they needed to do. They were working on not turning over the puck and having more puck possession and control the game, and he thought that they did that really well. So it was was kind of a turnaround of what they've been preaching, if you will, for the last, I don't know, couple weeks. Probably all season, actually, if you think about it. So, um, yeah, I think... um, uh oh i just saw that peter st john thank you for the ten dollars that's you didn't even put a comment merry christmas boys there's the next comment thanks thanks peter i appreciate it wow um peter is a a big regular of our show and and when he does miss the show you should see his comments because it takes up the entire page of the website when you look at it from a computer <laughs> Can't you know what I phone, just noticed?
0: super producer jason spj peter st john psj wow uh, is, is Peter St. John a real person or is this just super producer, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> think with lots of comments. <laughs> nice. Anyway. Hey, uh, Peter, again, thank you for that, man. We really do appreciate you uh, supporting the show and the mystery deepens. <laughs> nice. Now super producer Jason there. I'm technically challenged. Okay. Well, Hey man, I, again, we appreciate you so much. Thank you. Um, and Merry Christmas right back to you. So, um, Aaron, the the whole thing. Are, were you done with the comment there? I didn't quite get. I just saw the ten dollars and blacked out for a second. So
1: go ahead. <laughs> no, it was just it was Peter uh, Peter Quinn. It was la uh, coach David. Quinn was was um, just praising the team and and finally kind of doing what they should have been doing all season, and they should be and they should be better in the standings than they are. But um, kind of a two whole games there. If you look at the Anaheim game right before that too, which was last week, we talked about it already, but um those two games combined the Sharks are actually on a win streak which has not happened very often this season so um yeah he was excited um Randy Hahn it was it was his 2000th call and I think the Sharks gave him a little gift um I don't have the picture of it but there was a picture of him I think it's on our episode actually he was with the team afterwards down the locker room and uh, they they awarded him a, a gift down there which is pretty cool so it's awesome that he got the win because the sharks are not doing so well this season so he at least got a win on his 2000th call. In fact, he he said his 1000th call, the sharks lost and they played against Calgary. He remembered the exact team and probably date too. So amazing that um, all that is stored in his head. Imagine, imagine how much information is in that guy's head. Like yeah, it, just unreal how you can recall all that stuff. Um anyway, yeah, that unfortunately we don't have the clip so you had to listen to me ramble about a
0: clip. <laughs> It's okay, man. Everybody who's here is used to it. Oh, you know, I can't lie. It was, you know, a lot last, you know, month and.
1: (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's sad. Favorite clip. This. Yeah. The second clip I had today, I picked purposely for for Jason. It was a clip of hurdle talking. You could have added.
0: Oh, you know, I can't lie. It was, you know, a lot last. Oh, my God. You are killing me. Um, so moving on from the Arizona game, again, 3-2 win, uh, all fun and, and all that. That's great. Uh, the Sharks lose uh, to the LA Kings in the shootout, 2-3. Um, Aaron, I'm going to be honest. I didn't even see this game. I had other things going on. I was super busy. So um, you're, this is all you. Is there anything you want to talk about in this game, or can we just move on?
1: Uh, they it was an exciting game. It was two to two and they went all the way to the shootout. So the King scored first and then Timo came back and tied it. And then the sharks took the lead with another snipe from Kevin LeBanc, who has found his scoring touch. Uh, and then they tied it at the end of the second period. Nothing happened in the third. So then they went all the way to overtime. Then they went to the shootout and the sharks just couldn't, they got one goal. They got Kevin LeBanc actually scored the one lone shootout goal. The sharks got, um, but uh, it, was, it was a good game. I mean, it's, uh, it's always great to play L.A. and play well because they're kind of up there in the standings. So um, the, I think, I, and again, I hate the shootout. It should have been a tie, I, I, especially coming off the World Cup. I'm so used to seeing ties. I don't really care. It doesn't bother me. So um, I think uh, shootouts are, are just silly because if one person scored and the other team had one guy that missed the goal – Then we're talking about a win here instead of a loss. It's just silly. I I hate it. So to me, it's a continuation of their decent play and their streak of getting points. So at least they got a point, but at the same time, I don't want them to get any points. So,
0: yeah, I was going to say, even when they lose and we want them to lose, they still get a point somehow, some way, Uh, but they heard our prayers in the Calgary game (laughs) at least. So uh, the Sharks lose this one by a score of five, two. So, out of six possible points, they still pick up 50%, which is screwing up that .383 that we were talking about last last episode, Aaron. I don't know what they're thinking here. but um, So, yeah, the, the Sharks lose to the Kings, whatever. Uh, this game, uh, a little bit more interesting because there's a, a few more things going on in this game. As I'm sure many of you guys know, Carlson actually picked up his 700th uh, NHL point. Aaron, um, did you see the play where he got it? Uh, it was an assist, wasn't it? Beautiful assist. Yeah. yeah. Gorgeous. Right off the face. I think it was on the, right off the power play. Um, the first draw on the power play, uh, I think it was hurdle, won it back to him and he just loads up like he's going to crank this thing on net. And then it's a slap pass down to, uh, I believe it was Timo. Timo grabs it, fires it in the net. Easy points, easy money. Um, this was, and uh,
1: you were at the game for this one, right?
0: Yes. I was at the game. So in, in, uh, if you, <laughs> Put in the chat right now, everybody, if you were at this game and you hung around and watched during the first intermission, did you happen to see the kids from the Cupertino Cougars 10 U A team doing the shootout? If you did, you caught my son scoring a goal and doing the little archer move. yeah, it was pretty cool. So uh, I was I was really happy uh, seeing that one in the intermission, let alone the Sharks play. That was cool. Uh, but uh, see, seeing them go out and do that. So again, put that in the chat if you were there and and you saw the shootout and everything else. Uh, Kathy from Kathy's Power Skating actually has it on her Instagram. My son taking the shot. It was really cool. So um, yeah, that that was really awesome stuff. But uh, yeah, so I was at that game. Super producer Jason was actually at that game as well. He had some uh, really nice tickets and uh, offered me a, a one of them to kind of sneak down and get some uh, some better food options. So, uh, <laughs> thank you for that, Super Jason. Jason. Um, he, yeah, he's a man of all trades. I love it. So, uh, yeah, again, Carlson getting his 700th point, uh, quite the milestone. And, again, the way that he got it done is just kind of um, – it's representative of everything that I love about Eric Carlson's offensive game, right? um it's it's just that vision the deception there wasn't the skating involved necessarily but it was very deceptive to load up like he was going to shoot and then he fires it perfectly tape to tape right down to timo um so this is this is like for me vintage eric carlson and it's uh the way that you want a milestone milestone point um it just represents everything that you've been doing for your entire career uh, you know, it wasn't one of those weird ones where he gets it and passes it off to somebody else and they kind of bobble it or whatever and it gets in, somebody <laughs> bangs it home and, okay, I got a point. No, this was him essentially causing this goal uh, by being brilliant. So, um, very happy with that one there. Aaron, anything you want to say about the uh, 700th point? I know you've got a,
1: a, a link here about defenseman. I don't know if you wanted to bring this up. Yeah, that's the all-time scoring defenseman. Uh, he is ranked now 26th ahead of him. The only player ahead of him that is currently playing is Funny enough, Brent Burns, uh, he's in 17th place with 799. So one more point, and he gets his 800th point, which is incredible. Now, Brent Burns' stats are a little skewed because he did play forward for a number of years. Um, so that's not all quite defenseman scoring. It's a little cheating in a way. But uh, Carlson is up there. He's just ahead of Chris Pronger, so he just passed him. Pronger's at 698, um, and he did it in pff, almost 300 less games. Um so it's it's I love looking at this list and seeing the list of names on here. You know who is on here above him at number? I just saw it. Where did it go? Uh, number fifteen at eight hundred and twenty-seven points. Doug Wilson <laughs> is up there. He's still ahead of Brent Burns. Um, some other big name people. I mean, the top is Ray Bork, fifteen seventy-nine. Paul Coffee, Al McInnis, Phil Hasley, Phil Houseley. Sorry. Larry Murphy, Nicholas Lidstrom, Dennis and These guys are just there. Everyone that's here is in the hall of fame. Yeah. So he is in good company. Uh, no doubt. He's going to be a first time first ballot hall of famer. Um, just, I love going down memory lane, seeing all these names here. Cause yeah. I watched a good majority of them. Now, one thing that did stick out to me, everyone always talks about how great Bobby Orr was, you know, how great he was. Cause I didn't get to watch him play. I use before my time. Uh, he only played. He's the only player on this list. That's under a 1,000 games. He played 657 games. It's not very much. Wow. Because he had knee problems. Um, 915 points in 657 games. It's insane. Insane. As a defenseman. Probably one of the first real offensive defensemen. This is why people always compare him to possibly being a greater player than Wayne Gretzky. But he had health problems and couldn't stay in the lineup. So um, just, I mean, I worked out the stats. I was like, okay, I'm going to take his points per game and multiply it by Ray Bork's 600, 1,612 games played, which is the most by defenseman, And he came out over 2,000, like 2,200 points. Jeez. So yes, Bob Bior is fantastic. And I'll, I'll go off on a little more of a tangent here. The Norris Trophy. This is why I think the Norris Trophy should be split. Norris trophy should be defenseman, best defenseman. Bobby Orr trophy should yep. be the defenseman with the most points. Cause it's not always the same. It's different, different metrics that you can measure for best overall defenseman versus just the best offensive defenseman. Cause too many times the, the um, Norris trophy for best defenseman just goes to whoever scored the most points when, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that's quite fair. Um, and everyone loves trophies. So I think they should add that in there.
0: Uh, Peter St. John saying that's crazy. And then with uh, regard to the amount of points, uh, Debbie Smith wants to know is uh, Murray, I'm guessing Douglas Murray on there? Uh, no. Debbie, I'm guessing he's not. I'm pretty sure he's not on there. You know, I, I only wrong did, play,
1: uh, I'm only looking at the first page and it only goes to 25. Oh, I'm sorry, 50. Yeah, he's not. He, I had to scroll way down. I didn't see him.
0: He could probably be in the top 500. I don't think you're going to see Doug Murray on there. Love Doug
1: Murray. Uh, Nothing against Doug Murray. No. Awesome. Great guy.
0: Just offense wasn't what he was there for. So uh, if you wanted uh, uh, well, biggest hits, hits. Yeah. <laughs> biggest hits. I think Doug Murray would be up there for sure. Uh, Peter St. John says, I've been called an offensive defenseman. Yeah, I've been called an offensive defenseman, too. The way I played defense was pretty offensive uh, to, to my teams, uh, teammates. So. <laughs> I think maybe that's what you were talking about. I don't know. Douglas Murray finished with a career 29 points. <laughs> yes, I don't think he's on there. So oh my goodness. Thank you for that LM. Little uh little stats checking there. Awesome stuff. So the 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 big thing that happened here uh with the Sharks, um it was actually fairly close game up until the third period. And uh there was a complete and utter meltdown after uh, a, a specific uh thing happened uh which we'll talk about in just a second but we just want to state that the, the the penalty that happened uh led to the meltdown okay so in the first two minutes and 10 seconds of the third period they scored i think it was like three straight goals it was just like you couldn't even get another handful of popcorn and another goal another goal and yeah so the game just got away from them right away It was ridiculous. Now, I I was there at the game. Did you happen to see the game on TV or listen
1: to it on Sharks Audio Network? How were you experiencing the game, Aaron? I was watching it at home on the couch, and uh, thankfully, I was sitting on the couch when it happened. Um, The Sharks started with like five seconds left on the power play. Hurdle instantly takes the, I think they called it a high stick, right? It It wasn't a slash, although it looked more like a slash, but off face off, he gets cross checked three times. So he retaliates and kind of hits him with a stick cross. He didn't hit him hard, but he he hit him in the face like like a baseball swing almost with a stick. Like, hey, get off of me. And they called it a penalty, two minute penalty. Um, they score on the power play. And then, oh, my gosh, I got to look up this time, actually, because it was only uh, 17 seconds later. They scored another goal. So it was two to one. Then the power play goal made it three to one. And then 17 seconds later it was four to one. And then another less than a minute and a half later, they scored again to go up five to one. And I think only one of those really was kind of Kapanen probably should have stopped. The other two, he was hung out to dry. There wasn't anything he could even do. So it wasn't like he just had a brain fart or anything. It was the whole team just kind of melted down here on defense. Um, so I feel bad for Kapanen and, um, because I, I, there's nothing else he could have done better for for most of them but mm-hmm. man that just that even the one goal just deflating when you go down three to one after you're, is two to one and you were on the power play like you should have been at least getting some chances to tie the game so um hurdle i had a clip here of hurdle afterwards talking about the hit and he said that um his, he was trying, he's like, I got cross-checked and I tried to stick check him and I missed and I hit him in the face. He's like, you're never trying to hit people up high. I wasn't trying to hit him there. Um, and even in the video that uh, player safety player safety sent out, they said that uh, he has zero history in 600 and something games played. So he's never been suspended or even fined for anything. So he's definitely not a dirty player. Right. Um, but he did get suspended for two games for it, which was just announced tonight or today. So Hurdle will miss the next two games, which just so happens to fall right into Christmas break. So his Christmas break just got extended. So <laughs> I was I was joking with the fancy hockey league that we're uh, that we have here that um, like he totally timed this perfectly so that he could get extended time off with his kids for uh, for Halloween for Halloween for Christmas time. Wow. Um, so, but the good news is he will he's the kind of guy that takes a beating and he's going to be well rested coming back after the Christmas break. Um, I think this will only help him be stronger and, you know, less beat up kind of, you get those little bruises and, and knocks will be gone. You'll be feeling healthy and hundred percent versus like, you know, 85, 90%. So it'd be a good thing. Yeah. Um, so, I'm
0: I'm gonna say my well, well, I'm gonna say my piece after this, I guess. Uh a five dollar super chat from Edgar V. Thank you, Edgar. Edgar, let's see. Finally, I get to see a live stream. Hello from Anaheim. Okay. All right. Did the Sharks make reservations for Connor Bedard already? Uh I mean, I don't know. You're in Anaheim. I feel like there's a little bit of a competition there. Uh, for Connor Bedard, uh, between Anaheim and then San Jose. So, um, I don't know. I mean, Edgar, let me know what you think. Do you think that the Sharks are going to get a little bit lower than uh, the Anaheim Ducks are going to get and you have a better chance of picking them up? Um, I would love to hear your thoughts on that one. But again, thank you so much for the $5 super chat. Do appreciate that. If anybody else would like to support the show, you can do it in the exact same way that Edgar just did super chat. You can also do Venmo at the Finfactor. In fact, you can go to the dot pick up any of the merchandise that we have there to support the show that way, if you'd like to get something in return. So again, Edgar, thank you for that $5 super chat. Aaron. Yeah. Anything. Oh yeah. No? Thanks. That's awesome. Wow. Wow. I'm appreciative, right. Edgar. I, you know, I'm going to uh, take that
1: $5 and put it in my pocket.
0: You. He's not getting a thing. Um, there you go. <laughs> well done, Superdus Jason. Okay. Uh, the the hurdle high stick two game suspension thing. Okay. First of all, let's do a roll call real quick. Obviously we know Edgar is in Anaheim, but we want to know where the rest of you guys are listening from. And do you think the two game suspension uh, seems a little too harsh? Um, do do you think two games was too much for a guy who, like Aaron said, has absolutely no history of this whatsoever? And I think they had said that while we realized that there was no intent to injure, really, right? It was just kind of uh, almost like a love tap, I guess. But um, is two games too much? Should it have been just one game? Should it have been just a fine? Um, you know, could it have just been a high stick penalty and a slap on the wrist, and then that's the end of it? Uh, what what do you guys think in terms of uh, the two, two game suspension. Um, and you know what, Aaron, I'm going to throw this to you first because I'm going to go on a rant. And when I go on a rant, uh, it, it tends to get drawn on for a while. So uh, why don't you go ahead and, and say your piece? Do you think that this was too harsh?
1: Uh, I mean, what I would like to have seen is maybe an opposite angle because I saw practically the same angles that they showed on TV. There wasn't anything different. And to me, it didn't look that bad. Like, yeah, it was a high stick. He hit him in the face. Um, he didn't hit him hard. But I think um, I think two games is a little harsh. I think one would have been fine. I would have been fine. I mean, we knew it was going to be a suspension because they announced that he had a player, when he had a hearing today. And when they announced that there's a hearing, there's at least uh, a couple games there or a game there. So um, there's definitely a suspension that was coming. I, I don't know. Two games just seems rough. I mean, and... Uh, I say it that way, but I'm also kind of glad because now maybe the Sharks won't win those two games because they don't have <laughs> Hurdle in the lineup. <laughs> but uh that's neither here nor there. Uh Tomáš Hurdle is not a dirty player. I don't, I don't know. He just he got he got cross-checked three times before that. That if you if you want to look at, it, I'm not gonna say, you know, what aboutism, but I think uh if the refs are trying to crack down on cross-checking, cross- Crack down on cross-checking. Do your job. If you don't do your job, this is what's going to happen. People are going to react, and they get, you know, physically beat up. They're going to get emotional about it and do something about it because the referees aren't. So um, I pin this slightly on the referees for not calling that and controlling that to begin with.
0: Oh, you know, i can going to lie. It was, you know, a lot last, you know, month. And- <laughs> okay. Um, do I think it was too harsh? No, could should it have been one game? Oh, maybe, whatever. If, if the fact that it's two games, I sure why not? Um, I have no problem with him being suspended because whether you think that you were trying to go after the stick or whatever, I don't even think I'm buying that. I think he wanted to give him a little love tap, uh, right where he was aiming. Um, so. But but you can if you really want there was no intent to injure if you really wanted to hurt the guy like yes he hit him in the face with a stick so it's hard to say that oh there's no intent to injure but the way I see it if he wanted to hurt the guy he would have baseball swing just clocked him in the head right like take his head off with like a like an axe swing right he clearly didn't do that it was more of a reach and touch kind of thing like if it was like a cat right a cat just like reaches his paw just smack right in the face right that's that's what that was. Um, this was not I'm trying to kill this person, right? So I'm not really believing that there's any intent to injure. However, again, I agree, you should not be doing that, getting the stick anywhere near a guy's face on purpose. If it's a if it's you know you're you're turning and you're stick lifting and your stick happens to get up and hit a guy in the face, inadvertent, fine, it's a penalty, got it. But the fact that he was looking at the guy, he was upset with the guy and he went after him, cool, no problem, suspension, great. One game, two game, I could care less. Um, where where I take issue. And it's the same thing that you're just talking about just now. He got cross-checked three times. The puck wasn't even near. This guy is trying to hurt his arm. He's cross-checking him. If you look right in that space, that's between the pads. I think it was uh, it was right over the the elbow, and he's cross-checking him in that spot that's between the the uh, elbow guard and where the uh, shoulder pad comes down. There's right in that soft spot in between, and he's just drilling them. That, to me, is intent to injure. He's trying to cross-check him and hurt him. It's not like they're in the boards, and he's just trying to throw them off his balance, and that's a cross-checking penalty. The puck's not even nearby. He's just trying to hurt Hurdle. And the thing that I don't like about this is I don't want anybody to think that, oh, it's because it's against the Sharks. That's why Paul's against this. The, the, the examples I can draw from are, be, are from the Sharks, right? You look at Hurdle just the other night. Uh, you look at the, the the Pavelski, him getting cross-checked off the face-off. Now, that's not what sent him overboard. It was his leg getting tangled up and, and the other guy's knee or whatever it was, and he kind of went backwards on it. But it's this right after I lose a face-off, I need to cross-check the guy to, to, to win in some way, shape, or form. It's very childish, if you ask me. And I wish in the same way that you just said, Aaron – I wish that the referees would just call it, just call it. We have so many ticky tack penalties that get called on a daily basis where a guy gets tripped, but it wasn't really a trip. He just kind of skated over my stick and my stick was just laying there. Um, it's, It's a hook, but it wasn't really hooking him. I just my hands were just up by the gloves. I didn't really hook onto him or a slash. Well, it's not really a slash. I was just kind of knocking a stick out of the way, but it was kind of more in a downward motion, right? It's not even breaking the stick in that case. And they still call it a slash. We have so many of these, like, well, sort of. But then once you get a guy who is literally just there to cross check you repeatedly, three times after the puck has been dropped, after the puck was won, and this guy's just drilling away at his arm. Why aren't we calling this? And again, I don't care if it's against the Sharks. I just care in general that it's happening and it just doesn't get called. The only time you ever see cross checks get called anymore is right in front of the net when a guy's standing there and he gets hit from behind. And even then, that's a rare occurrence. So I don't know what it takes for the NHL to look at this and go, yeah, a cross check is, is a cross check and we should probably be calling it because it's in the rule book. Why, why that's not being called is just it boggles my mind. So that to me is the main takeaway of this. So when I look at this and I see Hurdle gets a suspension, my initial reaction is good. Good. Hit the guy in the face with your stick. And I don't want to condone violence like that. But for me, yeah, hit the guy in the face with your stick. You know why? Maybe he'll think twice next time before he just starts cross-checking a dude repeatedly. And if this is what it takes for the referees to go, man, we should probably call this before it gets out of hand, then so be it. Two games well worth it, buddy. Take your vacation, rest up. And if it happened again, I would say the exact same thing. If the dude's going to cross-check you that many times in the arm, something needs to be done. And if the refs aren't going to do something about it, take a two-day vacation. That's my rant on it. Um, I'm I'm, Honestly, I'm just sick of seeing it. Again, not just against the Sharks. I'm just sick of seeing cross-checking. And we've seen this happen time and time again previous season so this isn't anything new that i'm bringing up and it's i'm singing the same song so it's just it, when when it happens over and over i don't know why they don't call it i'm tired of seeing it it is a penalty in this league in the same way that the ticky tack calls with the tripping and the hooking and the slashing and all these ones that aren't really that but they kind of are this is just blatant outright cross-checking call it and i don't know why they don't so uh that's my rant
1: uh i hope you guys enjoyed it uh, <laughs> Aaron, what do you think? Am I at way off bases? No, but I think it's hilarious that in the player safety video, they mentioned that Hurdle gets cross-checked several times and then <laughs> strikes the guy. I I would be okay if you got that two-game suspension and they fined Lindholm. Like He doesn't need to get suspended for those cross-checks, but something, you know, like fine him. Fine him the max, which is probably like $5,000, like whatever. Fine him for those cross-checks let the league know that if you're going to cross-check like that it's going to be a fine at the minimum because they're watching everything even after the game even if it wasn't a penalty in the game that's the other thing is they called it a penalty in the game rightfully so on on hurdle so that should also take the sting out of getting suspended a little bit because it was called a penalty mm-hmm. and they scored and Limholm wasn't hurt and he kept playing so I, it's just annoying and I mean, what's great is someone just, who was it? uh, Callan just said, does someone go after Lindholm in tomorrow's game? No one's going to go after him for that. That wasn't like, that wasn't his goal to get Hurdle suspended. You know, that's that's not what he was trying to do. It's not like it was a dirty hit and he knocked out Hurdle for getting injured or something. Then somebody will go after him. But um, it's great that the Sharks are going to be playing them again at home, back to back. I bet there's going to be some carryover from the last game, especially since the the Calgary flames kind of blew them out at the end. There would not be
0: surprised. Would not be surprised. Not, not sending like gadget out there to go get him specifically because hurdle got suspended for it, but yeah. forget the suspension. I'm just talking about when you are blatantly cross checking a guy repeatedly like that, the response should have been in that game. Quite frankly, yeah. um, it should have been in that game. You can't get away with drilling our, Number one center um, repeatedly just because you lost a draw. Um, you're not going to get away with that. And I'm coming after you for it. And there, the fact that there wasn't really a response, not that I remember, maybe there was and I missed it, but um, the, I don't think that there was a response. Uh, and it should have happened in the game, um, especially since, hey, man, you guys, you you're, you're melted down in the first 210 uh, after the puck drop. Um, you're not winning this game. I think you send a message to that guy. You don't get to go after. And it wasn't like it was like, you know, oh, they scored five, uh, you know, to make it five, two. And then, you know, 10 minutes later um, was that that fifth goal. And now we're going after you because now we don't realize we're probably not going to win the game. No, it was two minutes and 10 seconds later. You had that was that would still be an immediate response. Two minutes and 10 seconds. The guy probably didn't even take another shift until the two minutes and 10 seconds later. So, um yeah, I think it should have happened in that game. The fact that it didn't is a little bit disappointing, and I'm I would expect to see something something happen um, in the next game because you just can't you can't allow guys to get away with that uh, against your you know. I mean, imagine if that was you know Kucherov or um, or McKinnon, do you think that they wouldn't come to his aid after he's getting drilled in the arm repeatedly? Like I, I don't know. Um, I I don't think I don't think that's something that a guy should be able to just skate off with. Now nah, he got tapped in the face, as you said, he continued playing. There was no injury. He was fine. Um, I, so, yeah, I, I think somebody's got to go and, and, and let them know you, you can't do that sort of thing. Uh, and, again, for me, though, it's more on the league. It's more on the league and it's more on the refs. The refs missed three cross-checks in a row, but they caught the love tap on the cheek. Um, there, I think the league needs to do better. So, um, <laughs> again, that's my whole rant on that one there. So, uh, I don't know. If you're ready to move on, I'm happy to move on, but that's what it is. Get on with it i uh, get, get on with it. I will get on with it. Uh, player cards. This is an interesting one, Aaron. Um, the athletic does this thing with player cards. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, why don't you just go ahead? Cause I've done a lot of talking. <laughs> why don't you go ahead, explain the player cards. And then uh, you've got some really interesting information here that I think the folks that are listening would be uh, uh, very happy to see. But before we get to that, sorry, Edgar <laughs> just threw down another $2 in the super chat. Uh, December, 2018 Bennett injured shimmick no suspension yeah um i mean (laughs) i don't think it's always against just the sharks where you know we we have teal colored glasses on or whatever you want to say there but um i think it happens all across the league in different teams and guys
1: just miss it but um i don't know aaron what do you think um uh, player safety is such a such a um God, I can't think of the word, but you never know what they're going to do. You don't know whether they're going to suspend or not suspend or how long or how short it's going to be. So to me, it's annoying. They're not consistent at all, at all. Um, I mean, I know that like the plays are kind of different. Nothing's quite exactly the same, but you you set precedence for stuff and you should go off of that. And they don't seem to do that. So it's kind of annoying. I, I think they need to kind of overhaul it and make it a. Uh, um, kind of a blanket thing if they can, you know, to an extent so that you kind of expect to know, okay, a high stick to the face, regardless if there's an injury or not, should be two games. Okay, fine. Then when there's another thing that happens where it's a high stick to the face, no intent to injure automatically. Okay. We know that's going to be a two game suspension. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of like, Oh, there's a hearing today. I wonder how it's going to go. I wonder <laughs> how long it's going to be. That's uh, just annoying. So I, Player safety really, really annoys me to no end. I'm going to let you get to
0: the player card thing that we were talking about from The Athletic in just a second, but I want to bring up one thing first. It's very short. Kellen Foster says, I do have to ask, did y'all get a chance to see the Timu? I'm going to butcher this name. to Hartakanen shootout attempt in the Hockey Euro Tournament. Absolutely, yes, I did. Um, viral. I mean, this thing was absolutely bonkers. I don't even know if I can explain it with words. I think you have to see it for yourself. Okay. But I will try. Here it goes. Um, You know, the one handed tuck, right? Where they, he skates in, he puts it on his backhand and he tries to, he makes the goalie bite to the forehand really hard and then uh, puts the puck on the backhand, reaching really far and wide and just ever so slightly tops it with the blade of his stick uh, on the backhand and is able to just kind of tuck it into the goal. You know what I'm talking about, Aaron?
1: Yeah, Yeah, because you did it, or we tried to do it on NHL.
0: We did try Uh, to do it, yeah. i As successful, uh, maybe 10% of the time. Uh, Nick HBK, uh, 55% of the time. Anyway, um, so tries to do that at first, right? But then he, like, gets it on the toe of his stick with one hand, okay? One hand, just the top end. Gets it on the toe of his stick, whips it around, and is able to go trying to shoot it short side again. Again, I, words can't do it justice. I'm doing the best I can, but you have to see the thing. It's like he tries to go for the tuck, but then he whips it with one hand all the way back around short side and goes to, takes a shot. Mind blowing. I've never seen anything like it before. So definitely it so the guy's name is Timu Hartikainen, H A R T I K A I N E N for the folks on the podcast, look that thing up. It is absolute Bonkers. When I saw this, I, I like my kids. I scared my kids. Like, my oh, and my kids went, What's going on? So, um, yeah, I know it, it was absolutely amazing. I think he missed a shot, he hit the boards or something, but it was just like the, the attempt itself, mind-blowing. Anyway, that was supposed to be shorter than it was. So now we're gonna get to the uh the player cards here. So Aaron, the athletic does this thing with player cards. Please explain.
1: <laughs> so they make them kind of look like uh hockey cards, right? And they yep. give you a score, there's a bunch of formulas um i don't really need to get into the nitty-gritty details of it it is behind a paywall on the athletics so i don't want to give everything away as well but um essentially what it does is it breaks down everybody on the team all the starters essentially and shows you what their salary is shows you what their market value is in terms of a bunch of different things in the formula so it, it includes their ice time the goals assists, points expected goals Penalty difference if they're drawing more or taking more. Um, they're offensive, defensive, their usage, all kinds of stuff. And it spits out a score. And then it com- it gives it like a market value of a dollar value. So I'll give you an example. Uh, the very first one is Timo Meyer. Um, his salary right now is $6 million, And we know he's up for a pay raise. But how much? The market value right now is $10.2 million. And we've said... I think Randy said it's going to probably take 8 to $10 million for eight years to get him to stay in San Jose. Um, that's roughly where his market value is. It's Right now it's 10.2. Now, these numbers were taken. Uh, it was updated on Monday of this week. So things have even changed when I looked at it last week. Um, because the one guy I wanted to bring up or one of the few that I was going to bring up was Kevin LeBanc. Kevin LeBank, Everyone always likes to dump on his salary. His salary is four point seven million. four point seven five. His market value. You know what his market value is now after the week? Because I told you last week, Paul, it's changed. What would you guess his market value is if his salary is four point seven five?
0: Before he decided to shoot the puck, his market value was probably seven hundred fifty
1: uh, thousand. Now that he's that well. not, I don't like... care. I
0: don't care. That for me, okay. the poll market value. PMV, um, his his PMV was seven hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> now that he's decided he's a sniper and he's shooting the puck like he should have been doing in the first place, um, I, I don't know. Is he is he's got to be over three million because you're smiling? He's over three million.
1: Well, last week when we were talking about it, he was at five something. He was he was over by he was a million dollars over his salary. Mm-hmm. Right now he's at four point eight, which is market value. It's four point seven is the salary, so he's right at right at where he should be. So people dumping on him, he's right where he should be. So essentially, the you- hockey cards take a
0: look at the player's performance and they compare it to what their current salary is and what somebody who is performing this way should be getting paid. Correct? Correct. Okay. AKA so he's outperforming his value. contract. Is your point? What's that? He's outperforming his contract.
1: Uh, he's performing at his contract.
0: Sorry, it's before it's he was, enough. he was
1: at five million or so. Yeah. Right? Now he's Last at million. Last he was inches. outperforming it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Last week, it was showing that he was outperforming his contract, but gotcha. it's now changed. Um, I'll give you another extreme example of Oscar Lindblom. His salary is $3 million per season. The market value is league minimum. Yep. It has him as a minus 4.1, which means he would be paying the Sharks money because he's that <laughs> bad. I'm not trying to pick on him, just... It's just based on his play. It's not good. It's, I mean, it, it's a good simple eye <laughs> test, right? Like, we know because we're watching. Like, it's just not good. Um, one, I'm kind of surprised at and I don't really agree with. Not a, This isn't a perfect model either. And here's an example. Nico Sturm. Oh, To me, Nico Sturm is probably almost team MVP outside of scoring. Team MVP just being a leader and doing all the, doing everything that you would want a hockey player to do. His salary is two million, which I think is underpaid. Um, especially when you look at Oscar Lindblom. His market value is only one and a half million. So he's actually underperforming where his market value is. I don't really like that one. So it's not, I don't to me, it's not perfect. All right, okay. I'll do I'll do two, two more. more that stand out. One everyone's gonna want to know Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson's salary is 11 and a half million. What do you think his market value is? He's having a career year. Maybe not career year, but he's having a very good year. His his uh, his PMV, Paul market value, is uh, forty five million. A year? Yes. Okay, I'm done talking. It's worth here. it. <laughs> his market value is nine point eight, so he's just under by only one point seven. Yeah, he's up there though. He's I mean, up there. Yeah, though. yeah. Um, do you want to hear one that makes you sad? One that makes me sad. One, I'll give you one more that makes you sad and one that makes you very happy. Okay, okay. Mario Ferraro. Oh,
0: don't do that. Don't do that.
1: 3.3 million.
0: Yeah. League minimum. No. So he's It's minus, a flawed
1: model, buddy. He's minus 5.3. It's a flawed model. Okay. Uh, last defenseman, Matt Benning. <laughs> Matt Benning. Who's, who's a
0: phenomenal talent, an amazing player. And I don't care what any of you guys say, and no, it has nothing to do with the two sticks that he gave to my kids. So go ahead, Aaron. Matt Benning's salaries, Matt Benning. one,
1: his, his salary is one point three million. Yes, his market value is four point two. Oh, <laughs> that's a surplus of three. That's fantastic value. That's that's the value right there. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right uh i'll give you one goalie do you want kakinin or reimer i think we oh know god you know what? i want both give me both come on we got time I, all right i just feel bad giving this away Um, uh, james reimer's salary is 2.3 okay his market value is 3.1 so that's good because you know the sharks are going to trade him he's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. a shark for the rest of the season yeah now capo capo's salary is 2.8 he's paid more than reimer uh market value league minimum really minus 5.7. He's not, he's not having a good season. It's a lot of it has to do with the goal. What is it? The goals expected save. I forget what they call it. I forget that. Goals saved above above average
0: or goals expected goal saves or something. I don't know, man.
1: Goals. It's like the expect, like it takes all the goalies in the league. Yeah. Finds a median and that's what they're expected to make. And are they above that line or behind it? That's kind of the thinking, right? He's well behind it. Hmm. So he is worse than the league average goalie. That's that's the way. It is. <laughs> Kellen says he wants Martin Jones player card. <laughs> I can pull it up. Okay,
0: yeah, pull it up now. Here's the thing I, I, go ahead and give this to him. How I, I will say this you, you're worried about because it's a paywall and everything, but this is good information and it's stuff that's going to change in a week, in a day, right? right. So, it changes every Monday, it updates, yeah, every Monday. Okay, so, so I feel like this is something that uh is, is something that people who want to read this information would be very interested in. And if you are interested in that, please feel free because we're not always going to bring this up. Feel free to uh, subscribe to the Athletic. They are phenomenal at what they do. Um, the the writing there is great. Corey Massasak is awesome. He's very into the numbers and whatnot. So a lot of this stuff, um, this is all stuff that you will be reading in the articles as well. And Corey does a great yeah. job. We've had him on the show before. We absolutely support him. There's only really two that we two sources that we go after, and it's the Athletic and then uh, Sheng Peng with uh, San Jose Hockey. Now those are the two uh, our favorite to to to, to read and. And they have really good information. They do a really great job. So, um, absolutely, we
1: would pump those guys to you. So, there you go. Um, Oh, there you go, the player cards. So, Dom is the one who wrote, who does all the player cards. It's not actually Corey. But Corey references these all the time and uses them in his articles. So, you can see where he's getting these numbers from. All right, the last one I got here, since they wanted it, is uh, Martin Jones. He's making $2 million, And he was having a very good year this year. I don't know if you knew that. He's actually doing very well. He was having a very good bounce back season market value. League minimum. (laughs) Surplus value of negative 2.3. So there you go. Not as negative as Capo was. No. Okay. So he's bad, but not as bad. Sure.
0: Oh my God. Okay. Well, I mean, that was fun. I I, I appreciate that. Thank you for, uh, for doing the work there and getting the uh, player card stuff. Uh, I'll figure it out. And again, guys, if this is stuff that you're interested in, um, 100% check out the athletic. Uh, They usually have some sort of, well, they did Black Friday, but they have some other like deals like for holiday and whatnot, where they do it for like a dollar or something like that. I mean, it's like the cost of a cup of coffee. So uh, I mean, realistically, yeah, this is something that any of you guys, if you're interested in any of this information, it's not that much uh, to, to really go out and get that information. Um, and they do a great job. So uh, absolutely, uh, The Athletic, uh, check them out for sure. Uh, Aaron, anything else about the player cards? Is there no big nuggets that you want to – or just some overarching thing that you want to spill about the
1: what you've learned here today? Sure. I mean, I, I love these player cards because I love that they update them every week. It's not just something they do once a season. Um, to me, it's a good – it's a good base point for, for value of players and, and how good guys are, especially especially like how good they're playing and how much value they have. Now, we always talk about – everyone likes to, to dump on Mark Edward Vlasic's contract. But if, mm-hmm. if they had these player cards back when he was actually at the top of his game, he would have been well surpassed what his value was. His market value had been a lot higher than what he was getting paid. Now that he's finally getting paid, his market value has dropped, and now everyone – hates it but they don't hate it when hey they're getting a deal like timo meyer right now they're paying him six million dollars and he's playing like a 10 million dollar forward that's pretty cool is he getting paid 10 million no should he get paid 10 million yeah he's put in the work he's put in all the work so um it it kind of goes on my argument now that we'll have this like kind of base and i'm not sure how they can historically if we can historically go back to see the market value kind of going up and down um But uh, I'm sure that's in there somewhere, somewhere. Anyway, um, I'd be interested to see that kind of like stock market, like kind of going up and down It's the player's stock.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kellen saying that the athletic has a a great deal as the new year hits. So uh, if you are interested in that, again, guys, uh, keep an eye on the athletic and um, I'm sure you'll see that they're, giving some sort of a deal, some sort of promotion. They do it all the time. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that one. Uh, Do I want to move on? Hold on. Kellen Foster says, with hurdle being suspended, how do you think the Sharks will line up? And do you think the game will be competitive? I don't think the game will be nearly as competitive because you're missing your best center. Um, I mean, save Logan Couture, right? But um, I don't think it'll be nearly as competitive, but
1: I don't know that Aaron and I want to be very competitive anyway. So no. And we'll see Uh Bonino's probably going to slot in as the second line center Couture will get moved to the top yeah. line. Um, kind of oh. throws things in a blender, but th- we've talked about this in the beginning of the season. The-, the sharks cannot to stay competitive. They can't lose any of those top five guys really. And that's Hurto, yeah. Couture Meyer Carlson and Reimer. Right. Anyone outside of that, they could probably weather it for a little bit, but you miss one of those guys out of your lineup you're going to really feel it. It's going to be bad. So I don't know. I, I, thankfully, it's only two games. It's Calgary, and Minnesota. We're talking about that. Calgary rematch from, uh, what was that Sunday last night? Um, I, I think it's going to get chippy. It's Daryl Sutter's team. It's going to get chippy. What?
0: Question for you. What? Do they call up Bordello? No. No, I want them to call not,
1: Borlo. Those guys aren't getting called up unless uh, some guys get traded and they need to really fill in some holes in, in the lineup. So I don't think Borlo is going to get called up. It's just a game. It's one game. They want him to overbake at the AHL level.
0: And they still can. You, you, mean you can't. You mean, come on. Look at you go okay. into sees candy. You go into sees candy, Aaron. You don't have to buy all the nuts and chews. They'll give you a sample at the door. That's all You know I'm what's going to happen?
1: borlo's is going to score a hat trick. And then Hurdle's going to come back from suspension, and everyone's going to say, Why are you sending Bordelot down? Just causes a headache. <laughs> it's not worth it. Not this season. It's not worth okay. it this season. Quick roll call.
0: Did you guys like my analogy? <laughs> my cheese candy analogy.
1: No, don't answer that. Don't answer that. <laughs> uh, okay. Like, like you said. <laughs> yeah kellen last 10 games of the season the kids will play that's when i think they'll get called up after the trade deadline and players are gone that's when i think they'll probably get called up sure to kind of reward them and give them a taste of the nhl action the whole lifestyle and everything because then they'll know when they go back over the summer going into next season what they always meet with the players and tell them what they want them to work on and like strengthen up and bulk up and do all this stuff so that's fresh in their head and they'll be ready to go into training camp, ready to go and and compete for a NHL starting lineup. You can still get a game
0: in before all that happens. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Not going to happen. Hateful. Not going to happen. Hateful, Aaron. Two games this coming week. We got tomorrow against Calgary uh, and then Thursday against Minnesota. Um, Yeah. The Calgary game, I'm expecting, um, I'm expecting a little something, uh, with regard to the whole hurdle situation there, I'm expecting just a little bit of chippiness, uh, and rightfully so. Again, if you're going to cross-check our guy three times in a row, I could care less that he got suspended. I'm not fighting you because of that. I'm fighting you because I should have fought you in the first game in the first uh, right after that happened. Um, you don't get to get away with that kind of stuff, um, and the fact that that didn't happen kind of rose me the wrong way. So I would be looking for some sort of response in this game. Um, but I don't know, Aaron, what do you think about this one here? Obviously sharks aren't going to be nearly as competitive without hurdle. Do you think there's any sort of response? Do you think they just get thumped? What What do you think about this
1: game? I don't know. I mean, I thought they played well up until the third period. So I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's Kim. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Paul stopping by to show my support. I know nothing about hockey, but yes, I understand. Seize candy. Y'all look fabulous. Thanks, Kim. It's Kim T. Our classmate from Kim Oh, what's
0: up, Kim? <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, we, the, geez, that's a throwback. My yeah. goodness. Uh, hey, I appreciate you stopping in, Kim. Um, and you see, Aaron, I'm I'm bridging gaps. Okay, even though we've known her since kindergarten, she doesn't know anything about hockey, but she understands the sees candy reference. <laughs> so I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing. I don't know Thornton's work. Your God's
1: one semi pop culture <laughs> reference. <laughs> okay, so tell me about Calgary. Kick then. I, don't know, I think it's just going to get – I think the it's going to be a nitty-gritty game. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring fair. Plus, Reimer's probably going to be playing in it, so they'll have better goaltending than with Kapanen. So um, maybe he keeps them in this one, and they sneak out a win. But doubtful.
0: All right. And the uh, game against Minnesota. Do you feel any which way about this game? Uh, I could really care less but um, what, 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 do you, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the Minnesota game? Anything special um, to look out for? Who do they got, uh, you know, in, right. in, in the wings here? Uh, uh, Minnesota's going?
1: got Kaprizov, and they're actually a pretty hot team right now, so they're looking okay. pretty good. I think uh, that one's going to be a harder game than the Calgary game. Calgary's going to be more physical. Minnesota will be more... Um, if they can stop Kaprizov, they'll most likely have a good chance to win.
0: There you I go. saw... I saw a clip of uh, the wild and I can't remember who um, where Fleury was trying to pick up his blocker or his glove or something was on the ice and the guy kept kind of knocking it away and uh, he grabs his helmet, pulls it off and chucks it across the ice. Uh, Yeah. Good stuff there. So uh, it could be a pretty entertaining game to watch. Who knows? Um, And yes, Peter St. John says, you guys go back to kindergarten. Yes, we do. Aaron and I have been friends since kindergarten. I shouldn't say since, but, uh, back in kindergarten, there was a brief hiatus. I think where we weren't really chatting with each other much, but I mean, we've always kind of just been friends. But yes, we go back to uh, to, to kindergarten. And uh, Kim, the uh, person who uh, liked my analogy, I'm just going to keep saying that, uh, that they like my analogy, Aaron. Right? Uh, uh, that person, Kim, uh, we we've known her since kindergarten as well. If I'm correct, you she was a kindergarten kid too. Yeah, that's right. So um, yeah, we're we're doing the whole reunion thing on the Fin Factor here. It's awesome stuff. And, of course, as many of you guys know, and some of you don't, uh, Jason, Super Producer Jason, is Aaron's older brother and went to the same school uh, that we all did uh, just two years ahead. So,
1: And your sister Aaron, did, too.
0: Yeah. And my sister. My sister has nothing to do that with 30. the sharks or anything else. But Get on with it. Yes, get on with it. Yes, get on with it. I agree. We- <laughs> Nobody cares. So... <laughs> There you go, Aaron. Any last things here to, to bring up about the Sharks? Any last, again, overarching themes? Um, A, a message no. of the day.
1: We got uh, two games, then we go into the Christmas break, and I think yep. they're off. Uh, There's no games on Saturday, Sunday, or Monday in, across the whole NHL. So we'll have a little bit of a break, and we ourselves will not be having a show on Christmas night. Sorry to bum you all out, but... Uh, <laughs> we'll be taking a week off and spending it with our families. Okay. Right. I, I think so. <laughs> I think that's happening. I don't know. Anyway.
0: Okay, cool. Well, uh, if that does it, then I'm going to go through my real quick and just remind you guys, uh, and thank you guys, actually the guys that, that checked in for the super chat and supporting the show that way. Thank you so much. We do appreciate that. It does help, uh, keep the, uh, the LED lights the on, light on and it keeps the virtual background uh, still virtual. Otherwise, we don't have the fun. this just all turns green right behind me, guys. So, again, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for your, uh, for your support there. If you'd like to do the same thing, again, Super Chat is available to you. You can also go to the Venmo at the Venmo. I'm sorry, at the Fin Factor. <laughs> Man, words elude me. English is my first language. I promise you that. Um, so, at the Fin Factor, if you'd like to tip us there, uh, obviously the show's pretty much over. So, uh, if you have a, a comment there, we can go ahead and add it in to the next show, whenever that may be. If you'd like to get something in return for your support, you can go to finfactor.com, uh, go to the support the show link, and you can get hats, shirts, uh, water bottles, fanny packs, stickers all kinds of stuff uh, you will not get an honorary i went to kindergarten with aaron and paul uh, t-shirt or anything so uh sorry that's not available but the rest of the stuff absolutely is so uh go ahead and check that out again the oh what's this i'm waiting on a tff sweatshirt hopefully tomorrow oh yeah cool great debbie hey again thank you so much for supporting the show see debbie smart she's uh supporting us and she's getting something in return thank you so much debbie do appreciate it uh, what else aaron anything else we good yeah, Living in really? the carpet square, I we were don't in know what
1: that means. We never left our carpet square from the Finn Vector That's what my brother wrote. Oh, Paul's again. A I, little slow. I wish I knew what that meant. It's part of my really friend. Funny. He's a little
0: slow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who was better at coloring, uh, Aaron? Aaron was probably better at coloring in kindergarten. Sure. No, okay, I don't know. Hell no, I'm going to stick get on with it. Okay, here we go. For Super Producer Jason.
1: Get on with it! Was there! I was right there!
0: So, for Super Producer Jason,
1: I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. And we will see you guys in two weeks. Oh, you know, I couldn't lie, it was, you know, a lot like. La- Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.
0: What did I do to
1: deserve this?
0: <laughs> we will see you guys when, Aaron? Two weeks two weeks enjoy your break from us <laughs> bye 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 thanks for tuning in if you like this episode check out our other content especially interviews you can interact with us directly through social media at the Factor and on instagram at finfactor
1: and don't forget to join our live streams on youtube visit our website at thefinfactor.com where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts you also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our
0: show